We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling great You're not my fan You can't relate Straight talk going safe It's not safe Before you cross me Look both ways Leaving the scene With no trace Not in my lead You out of place I'm not at the top I'm out of space Can't eat with us We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling great You're not my fan You can't relate Straight talk going State to state Ladies and gentlemen Boys and girls It's your host Your boy George Mackay And I got a good one Man oh man I have been playing tag With this guy For a very long time well, finally, I'm going to sit down. It's going to be short, but it's going to be sweet. Please help me welcome to Straight Talk Wrestling for the first time, hopefully not the last, the one and only, the hardcore legend, Channing Decker. Freak town. George, thanks for having me, buddy. I appreciate it. Oh, man, no problem. Dude, honestly, I've been a fan. You were one of the main reasons why I, when I went to my first Destiny show, I was hooked instantaneously. I saw you do that fatal four-way which led to Aiden Prince uh, winning his chance to do that three-way that he did with Loki and Josh Alexander. And I was like, man, yes, these two guys are like the future of wrestling, not just in Canada, but wrestling. But I got to ask you, man, because I have seen you in so yeah. many matches where you've put your body on the line. You've had tattoo needles shoved in your head. You've had cinder blocks crashed Ooh. up against your, you know, your private areas. All these yeah, weapons right. that, that you put your body on, is there one that you look back and you're like, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that one. Oh, man. You know, knock on wood, I've been very fortunate with a lot of the things that I've uh, attempted and successfully done so. Uh, what's, you know, what's never fun? Oh, it's a good question. You know, the higher the, higher the fall, the, the higher the risk, as I always look at it. You know, I always really have to give my head a shake before I jump off anything too tall. And as I said, knock on wood, so far so good. So we're going to keep the gravy train rolling. Absolutely, man. You've gone up against guys like, you know, Graver. You've gone up against Ricky Shane Page. Uh, you know, uh, you've danced with so many amazing people at uh, Greek Town. And I haven't, again, never been to a show, but I've, I've seen the clips and the highlights. Uh, you have the ECW strap at one point that you used to bring around all with you all over Canada. How was that moment yeah. when Shane Douglas kind of ordained you with that ECW strap? Yeah, I, I have a feeling that that's a moment that's going to have to, that uh, a few years from now, even is going to kind of pull into focus. You know, I, th I think at the time it was just kind of like a head shake. You're like, you, you really look, you know, it's surreal is the word that kept coming up with the mini host. You know, you just wonder, like, how is this really happening here? But uh, it's a nice validation. And uh, it's, it's a memory I look forward to looking back on for sure. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm psyched for my first Greek town show. It's long overdue. And that's my fault because every time, every other time you had a show, I had a family function, weddings, birthdays, bar mitzvahs. Like it's been on April 10th. The, the excuses run out. The debut right. is here. That's right, man. I can't wait. I'm going to go down. I got my Greek town shirt all pressed and ready. It fits a little snug because I don't have the physique that you do, but I'm still going to rock it because <laughs> I have to. <laughs> It's okay, we're working on it. We're getting we're both getting jacked for the show, I could tell. That's it. Yeah, we're trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to trying to chase slim for my old lady because uh I'm blessed uh, to have married well above my stature. And I know this. I do, I know this. Uh, good for so, you, good for you. <laughs> so one thing I want to talk to you about is there's a picture that I actually got from you. And it's uh it's a great mm -hmm. memory and moment. It's uh your time over in Japan, which was again very surreal. Mm -hmm. But this. Oh, one, wow. That framed it all. Beautiful. Yeah. I, I frame everything that I get, especially because, you know, it's got the Channing Decker signature on it. How could you not love it? But you got to frame that one. Absolutely. But being over there, soaking up that culture, and I know it was such a, a mm. long overdue experience. What was the whole 
the whole ride like over there for you? Uh, yeah, for me, it was basically just making sure that I could handle everything that I was coming my way, you know, in terms of the quality of matches, the opponents, the, uh, level of, uh, competition over there. Uh, I really wanted to go and focus and make sure that I soaked in the culture, but also really made sure I was on my A game for the matches. So, you know, the travel, that's nothing new, like a little bit longer than usual. But for me, that's part of the day and doubt of being a wrestler, getting over there. So for me, I loved every second of it. I can't wait to go back. Uh, the level of competition from deathmatch to any other sort of uh, pro wrestling over there is uh, second to none. And uh, yeah, really a once in a lifetime, if you're lucky, experience for any pro wrestler. And uh, I recommend to anyone. Absolutely. Every time we ask pro wrestlers, like the mini hosts always ask, you know, what's your dream destination, your dream place to perform? You wouldn't believe how many of them say Japan. You know, I haven't been or I want to go back or all that stuff. Japan is on everybody's list 20 times over. And it's uh, I thought I might have the chance to go to like a television company and, and build a name before getting to Japan. So to have the opportunity to go as early as I did was really uh, you know pretty special for me. Absolutely. And Greek town. Let's talk about Greek town. This is, you know, your, your promotion. Yeah. This is home base. This is home central. And now we've upped That's the it. ante from where you guys used to perform to now being at Ryerson, like the, the, the level of, yes. you know, production and everything is going to be raised fully. What's it like to see this little idea form into just such a mass cultural phenomenon? Not over here, but you guys are known worldly. <laughs> I know some podcasters who have watched Greek Town stuff on YouTube from all over the place, Britain and the U.S. So you guys are known, believe me. Well, you know, I definitely, from the start, which is now a little over six years ago, uh, I made sure to kind of document and put everything up onto YouTube for, for free. Uh, a lot of the events have, uh, you know, been live streamed themselves. Uh, so, you know, making sure that the content is accessible to the fans and not having a paywall, things like this, just to try to get as much eyes on the talent and the show itself has always been the goal. Um, so, yeah, again, uh, you know, maybe, I, I mean, there's so much gratitude that's going through me right now because, you know, that word surreal keeps coming up. And anytime that comes up, I mean, man, you're doing some cool shit. To think where we started, which was a legion on Pape Avenue in Greektown for 150 sold out, which was a real sellout then, uh, you know, to now where, you know, we'll see, Lord willing, just how high the numbers get. Uh, but, um, you know, safely, of course, at Ryerson University, I think the word legitimacy is kind of what comes up, you know, just getting to the Danforth at one point was kind of like, almost like a promotion leveling up, making it, making it kind of moment. And now to go right downtown, uh, you know, Canadian University, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the home of the Ryerson Rams. It's the uh, national men's basketball uh, team is uh, practicing there. Like it's uh, where legitimate sport happens. So for me, it's a great opportunity, great platform for all the performers who are you know, associated with Greektown wrestling uh, to come and show their best stuff. And I, and I hope not just take Greektown wrestling to the next level, but, you know, bring this whole scene up, bring this whole Canadian game up, whatever you want to call it. Absolutely, man. And like I said, you are one of the people who are definitely raising the game. You're putting a lot of eyes on us and to, to us, the fans. I don't want to share you with the world, Channing, but I have to because yeah. you're so damn talented, bro. You are. You're incredible talent. Now, you're not only from Dark Side of the Ring, which you did phenomenal stuff. You're on so many episodes, but also were you not featured in, I believe it was a horror movie, Lover Boy, something along the lines of that. Talk to me about that experience, man. Yeah, the pandemic definitely gave uh, me an opportunity to kind of dive into some other uh, avenues. And 
acting is one that's, uh, you know, from Dark Side of the Ring is kind of uh, flourished as an avenue for me. And uh, the opportunity to come up to be in the slasher film called Last the Night, uh, which shot earlier this, uh, I guess it was, sorry, end of 2001. Um, man, what an experience that was. A wonderful production, great crew. Uh, for me, it was a great learning experience and also, you know, definitely satiated a bit of that performance uh, thirst uh, that I needed quenched uh, while I was away from pro wrestling. Um, and, you know, it's something that's a thrill, but for me, pro wrestling is always number one. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. 100% agree with you. Uh, having these conversations is great, but screaming my head off for the guys I love and the guys I hate, all in the same show of respect, that's that's the key factor. Now, when mm -hmm. the pandemic started, you yourself butted into a little bit of podcasting. You did some IG lives with some legendary people like New Jack, Rest yeah. of Soul, RIP, and Abdullah yeah. the Butcher, man. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that was, I mean, uh, that was a kind of another one of those bucket list things for me where, you know, I kind of always uh, maybe dreamed of kind of having these like kind of real worker to worker style conversations with a lot of the men I idolized growing up. And, uh, you know, I, I guess I kind of found an opportunity with the time off to, to try to flex my contact book and uh, give that to the fans. And, uh, you know, even for me to be there, just to kind of share that insight and understand and learn so much more about these people on the personal level, connect with them. Uh, yeah, those are some special memories. And I, uh, you know, I still I'm due to uh, unearth those and kind of present them uh, properly for everyone to see, because there are some cool moments in a lot of those uh, unique conversations like New Jack. I mean, how many you don't get a ton of New Jack interviews uh, anyways, you know, so as you said, R.I.P. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Now, again, the one thing I loved about those IG lives the conversations were fantastic, but at the beginning, as you were waiting for your guests to come on, you would do this little this little dance that you had going on, man. You got some rhythm and some flow, yes. man. <laughs> yes. Well, I guess you know what you get used to waiting, so you got to get used to getting that nice rhythm to keep yourself occupied. It's a good memory. I, you're making me feel nostalgic now. I almost want to bring it back now. Uh, hey, that, that's what we do here at Straight Talk Wrestling with the conversations. We bring it back a little bit of nostalgic. Now, here's a tough question for you. Out of all the amazing yeah, people go. that you faced. Everybody from, like I mentioned, Ricky Shane Page, Graver, uh, Sabu, RVD coming up shortly. Is there anyone that is on the bucket list that Channing Decker has entangled with, but you're working on? Well, man, I mean, really, uh, Rob Van Dam was one that uh, I probably didn't even really get mine to think was possible for a long time. So that's pretty special. Uh, you know, I mean, one that obviously comes to mind for me, the hardcore, uh, roots, you know, I'd like to be around Onita for at least once, you know what I mean? I think Terry Funk's getting a little up there, but just even meet Terry would be to me like the match of a lifetime. So, uh, those are two, uh, old school guys. And then, uh, man, I love Brock Lesnar. So I'd love to throw a steel chair at Brock Lesnar. Why not? I'd love to throw a steel chair at Brock Lesnar, too. Now, mind you, I would run. You would stand and fight. I would just do a drive-by chair shot. Boom, and I'm gone. Yeah, the rush, get it out of there. There you go. <laughs> One of my final questions before we we'll let you go, and I got a little game we'll play if you're interested. Out of all the weapons, again, like if you're standing in a hardcore match and you've got kendo sticks to the right, chairs to the left, tables, broken glass, thumbtacks, what's the go-to weapon for Channing Decker? What, what do you reach for first out of all these options? You know, I, I think I tend to like a little bit of a sandwich combination. You know, usually if I'm getting a chair, maybe I want to put prop something up against that chair or prop that chair into something like the ring post. 
Um, I think the chair I use quite serviceably. I, I dig the chair. I come off the top rope with the chair. I hug the chair. I'll use a submission with the chair. So I guess my answer is the chair. The chair is the go-to weapon. I like it. It's classic and it's simple. It's not over the top. It's just simple violence. It's great. You get to be creative with it. You know, you get to do a lot of different things with that. That's true. Now, concertos. Have you ever done a concerto? Uh, yeah, I have, uh, thankfully I've never been on the receiving end of a concerto, but I have, uh, administered one. Yes. Ah, oh, yeah. That's gotta be, that's a little throwback Canadian style, eh? a little concerto action. That's a good one. I like that. That one doesn't get as much love as it probably should with the edge and Christian there. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't. A lot of people don't respect a concerto. We got to start changing that, man. Maybe we'll see that. Uh, we'll see that on April 10th, you know, fingers crossed. If that happens, I'm going to mark out like crazy. Hey, I don't know. We'll have to see what type of tag team uh, action uh, would allow for that, but we'll see. Absolutely. And then my final question, and then we'll play this game. Out of all the um, the incredible stuff the pandemic did and the fact that, you know, it slowed down Greektown for a bit, and many hosts did ask this question, but I want to do a little bit of a deeper dive. Greektown, two years, going home. Not even RVD, just going home. When you walk out through that curtain and you get to take that 15, 10 to 15 seconds where you're just looking around, I mean, are you going to be emotional? And if you are, that's okay. Because you know what? I might be emotional that night. Because to be Greek town, to see you walk through the curtain for my first time, but knowing how hard you put in, I mean, you know, you got a little chance right now to kind of reflect on that. Yeah. I, I mean, I think uh, on the promoter's side of things, you know, you, you're always want to make sure that everybody's there and everybody's having a great time and the house is full and everyone's rocking. You know, once that gets... Once that is signed and sealed and the vet show's underway, you know, then I kind of switch my hat to, you know, main event time. And I got to go be that performer that rocked everybody in the place. So for me, it, you know, part of my success is just taking it stride by stride. You know, if I got too hung up on any one emotional thing, uh, you know, I guess I could risk faltering in my performance. So for me, I, I you know, it's a gift and a curse. You know, on one hand, you got to kind of take it like you've been there before. And then you also want to be able to, uh, be present in the moment uh, because it's not every day that you do get that uh, experience with Rob Van Dam, with Ryerson, with coming home after two years. Uh, once in a lifetime comes up. So will there be emotions? Every one of them and more. Will I be able to deal with them in that moment? I guess I will find out with the rest of you. That's the beauty of a, an event like this. When the magnitude is that high, uh, you know, you can have a game plan, but everybody has a game plan until they get punched in the mouth. So you know, we're going to see on April 10th how that goes. Absolutely, man. Uh, this has been an amazing conversation. I wish I could talk for another half an hour, but you know what? Getting this little bit is awesome. Now, the game I want to play, I call it Forced yes. Mount Rushmore. I give you five okay. wrestlers of my choosing, and you have to place them one to five. One being the lowest of the five, and five being the best. Five is the best of the five, okay? Yes, five is the best. So here we go. Here's my five wrestlers for you, and I got some good ones. I'm going to throw in some hardcore guys because I have to, but I got some good ones. All right, here we go. So okay. obviously, first off the bat, Rob Van Dam will be the first choice I give you. Then we have okay. Mick Foley, another hardcore legend. Then we have Eddie Guerrero, who uh, I find is one of the best high flyers of all time. I'm also going to give you, because a lot of people underrate his skill, but I'm also going to give you Billy Kidman, because I thought he was a cruiserweight for all time. And then the fifth and final choice, just because I know it'll be difficult for you, Sandman. So I've given you three hardcore guys in there. 
Okay, well, I, I think just to get the easy one out of the way, I got to give, uh, with all respect aside, uh, and do, uh, Kidman's number one, uh, you know, on this one through five. Five is the penultimate legend. Uh, I think, you know, uh, I got to play nice and safe, and Mick Foley's the number five there. Uh, so we're going to get that nice bookend there. Um, very hard, you know, you look at Eddie and Rob, I mean, my God, how do you... How do you put Eddie second to anybody? But, uh, you know, maybe we're going to put Eddie on this list after Mick, Rob, uh, Rob, Sandman, and Kidman. I like it. So Mick, Eddie, Rob, Sandman, and Kidman. Now, that was a hard it's, one, right? Force, force, force. It was, it, it was an interesting different. selection. That made me think. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's what I try to do. Mr. Decker, this has been a true honor and a privilege. Uh, I consider you a friend. We have wrapped it up in person once or twice. This isn't just, you know, a podcaster to a talent. This is a friend to a friend. We are honored to have you on Straight Talk Wrestling for the short amount of time. And I appreciate the time you gave us today. Well, hey, thanks for having me. We're going to do it again. We can have some more time. Uh, as you said, deeper dive into some uh, pressing topics. Absolutely. And before we go, if anybody's, like, again, out of their mind not to be following you on the wonderful world of social media, where can they find everything yeah. that is the journey of Channing Decker and Greektown? Well, you know, where you can find me first and foremost will be on April 10th at Ryerson University for Greektown Pro Wrestling against Rob Van Dam. Uh, definitely going to want to check me out across social media on Channing Decker uh, and Greektown Wrestling as well. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all the fun stuff. Uh, yeah, come out to Greektown if you've never been. Uh, George and the Mini host getting their first uh, their feet wet too with the Greektown action. And as you said, going down to Ryerson University, Big, uh, big stage. I think there's going to be a lot of first timers there. So hopefully the first of many great events to come there. Absolutely, man. My, this will be my first Greek town show, but I can guarantee you right now. And it's on wax. So I can't back out of it. I'm never yeah. missing another one again. As long as it's not like, you know, something to do directly with my kids, I'm going to get out of it some way or somehow to come down to Greek town. <laughs> That's what I love to hear. Use the kids as an excuse too. that helps to get there sometimes. Yeah. You know, Channing, you are wise beyond your years, my friend. You really are. I gotta, I'm got i going to write all this stuff down. I'm going to keep notes. <laughs> Align the chakras. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. Again, guys, I'm your host, your boy, George McKay. Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace, not in my lead, you out of place. I'm not at the top, I'm outer space. Can't with us, we're out of place. I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great. You're not my fan, you can't relate. Straight talk going state to state.